0: Believe it or not, we should try and do a show. Trash Talk Radio, coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington, My name is Lestro and with me as always is the Guru.
1: Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir.
0: And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru. And the Guru knows all.
1: Man, I know just a little something something, man. Just a little something, man.
0: Guru, it is episode number 89 and we've got a huge show this week. The NFL preseason is in full swing, and the rookie quarterbacks are making a name for themselves. Daniel Jones stands out in New York, Dwayne Haskins makes noise in D.C., and Kyler Murray looks like the franchise in A.Z. And in keeping up with the Ray Dashians, the focus has shifted from Antonio Brown's feet to his head. As in, where's it at? Then, the NBA schedule is out, and we'll be seeing a lot of the Lakers, the Warriors, and Zion Williamson? What games are we looking forward to watching this uh, this upcoming season? Plus, we've got two guests this week, guru. Pat the designer from Windy City the Breeze calls in to preview the NFC North, and then the almanac is back to, with his campus check-in to talk about Rich Paul's power and the first half of his top ten college football players to watch. Plus, you know we got a two-minute drill. Trash Dog Radio, episode number 89. Let's roll a big show this week man absolutely packed man it is
1: loaded man loaded we providing that content is that time of the year man provide that content good to see you as always
0: my friend how you doing
1: man i am living the dream don't you pinch me man
0: don't you pinch me Drew, I got to tell you I'm, I'm all excited this weekend I too get to live the dream the wife and I are, are going out on our first date uh, uh, in the evening together uh, since the baby was born this weekend and uh, I'm really it's uh, I get to be we get to be grown-ups for the night uh, I can't wait uh, little Lester I got a babysitter can't wait this weekend getting out to play a little, to watch a little rock and roll with the hold steady. Ooh. Dog, oh, just mark this that day down this weekend
1: because nine months and a day from now, <laughs> we might get a brother or sister.
0: <laughs> you know what? The wife might actually be uh, be thinking that herself. Uh, it's a, it's a, I'm glad you warned me. I think it's, a, it's- uh, where are we on that? No, the problem now is that I think it, at, 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 this is our first time out in a while. The problem is we don't need a babysitter for, for Saturday night. We're gonna need one for Sunday morning. Ooh, like we yep, need somebody to come by yep. the house and wake up with the yep. kids so we can like get the hangover. <laughs> at least, give, at least let us sleep till eight. You know, something. Just not, not six o'clock. Kid. Oh man. We'll see. Fun. We'll see next week how it went. Uh, but but Guru, like I said, we got a huge show this week. Uh, so much uh, to talk about. Uh, as as the NFL camps have started, we've got uh, another episode of the Ray Dashians. Uh uh, we've got uh, the NBA schedules, uh, the NFC North preview, we got our campus check-in. I of course want to start cuz I know you're excited about the preseason at full swing. <laughs> we had our first full run of games. Uh it is it is going on from here and you know some rookie quarterbacks are really starting to make a name for themselves. Uh already after the first week getting some notice. It's always about the quarterback. It's man. always about the it's quarterback. It's always about the sexy
1: girl. It's always about the Homecoming Princess, man. We don't know word about the nerdy girls, man. So with that said, we going with the contenders sort of Homecoming Princess, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's obviously with every eyes is on the young guys, the first round pick when it, it, with the draft comes anticipation on a fan base so you get all that excitement the build up so the first thing you the first time you actually see them going against another opponent another team even though we know it's just a, a preseason it don't mean nothing but we're just looking more for the comfort level to see if they could just handle the movement not necessarily the stats the play just to see if they are calm how the demeanor is that's what i pay attention to as far as when i make a a quick assessment, not a long-term assessment. This is just a quick assessment because it's such a small sample size. Does so that kind of make sense a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, these guys we've seen uh, no more than like 15 minutes at the yes, most.
1: Yes, you know, to, to, to get it. To. So that was way too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, let's keep it a pinch of salt on them, but but Absolutely. we saw some. Let's say let's start with the Giants here uh, on, on the East Coast, Jones,
1: obviously, because we all know the whole build-up with the draft as far as. Daniel Jones. And I was I was a fan of Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones fit the Giants. You know, I said that on the on the on the on the draft when we said that with I believe I forgot who it was Almanac, whoever. I think was, Almanac Jones was us Almanac. That. Yeah, so Daniel Jones is another Eli, just like I like Josh Rosen last year to fit um, the Jones. They're looking for another Eli, and Daniel Jones fits that profile to the T. He even looked like Eli. So yes, his first preseason game, there, there was a great scripted plays. He looked absolutely good. He looks good in, uh, under the lights. You know, he was calm. He looks like he fits, and he 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 could. He fits in. He looks natural. So, I mean, he looked good. Five for five. Obviously, that's impressive. A touchdown, 67 yards. So, I'm not worried about the stats, like I said. But, obviously, you can tell the hard work he's been doing, the end result is what this was. Most of the throws were outside throws, and it was timing throws. So, But I love the anticipation of it and the touch. So, it shows you flashes. That's all this is. It's a long way to go, but it shows you flashes because the Giants fan base was like, whoa, what are we doing? Blasier, Blasier, but now this gives you hope. That's all this gives you is hope.
0: Yeah, this is definitely hope uh, after Eli. Although, again, 5-for-5 uh, five five in a preseason game, it's really more about the fact that he did not shit the bed. He went out there and, and played and, and hung in. Uh, same thing uh, further south there uh, in D.C. Uh, your, your boys down in D.C., down in the district, uh, their young quarterback also not playing too poorly.
1: Yeah, Haskins had a moment, obviously, uh, stats-wise. He has the least desirable stats amongst the, the, the top three. Uh, amongst those three, I'm sorry, amongst those three. So he was overall, he played longer. Uh, that's another thing. He played longer than those guys played. So he was 8 for 14 for 117 yards, and he threw two picks. You know, so there was – there was times where he did show he, his lack of experience per se. But
0: again, it is D.C., so this is a uh, this is a step up. This is <laughs> oh, this is oh, still this an one. improvement uh, 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 for your fellow. I always there. gotta take
1: jokes, enjoy it, man, because I was laughing at the Eagles for the 40 years.
0: And then uh, <laughs> going going west, the other one we gotta talk about is uh, is is Kyler Murray, of course, uh, out in Arizona, who uh, really looks like the real deal out there.
1: Yeah, he looked like the franchise, man. He he really looked like the franchise. Everything just fits him. Uh, The ball was coming out of his hands very quick. It just looked good. He looks poised. He looks natural. Like I said, it don't look like you're trying to put a round peg in a square hole. You know, it looked like it's proportionally fit. Uh, Despite his size and all his measurements, this offense is catered to him. If he's going to succeed in the nfl it's going to be under this type of system so this is all catered towards him and he was in very he was he, he looks good like i said like all those other guys the plays were scripted so he was um his stats was was um 67 yards um passing yards and he was what five out of seven so not not, not essentially crazy no numbers but one series but he shows you the flash. He showed you he could get the ball out quick. And all the balls were thrown to the sideline, the that, that, that passes he threw. So it was very safe throws.
0: Yeah, and of the guys we talked about, he's probably going to be the one we see the, the most of going forward and we will actually probably get the start uh, out yeah. there in made Arizona. we sure of that. Yeah.
1: There's not no probably. We're, we're he seeing the, the beginning starter. of him.
0: It's not just it's not just uh, flashes of where these guys might go uh, uh, there. So – All right, so that's our our initial look at the training camp, but no look at uh, uh, the NFL preseason training camp this week would be complete without a check-in on uh, our favorite reality show, uh, Keeping Up With The Ray Dashians. Uh, This, uh, of course, uh, is also being filmed for uh, for the hard knocks there uh, on HBO, but even without... Uh, even without the actual uh, video footage, this is still the greatest reality show in in all uh, of of sports right now, uh, especially with Antonio Brown, who last week we talked a little bit about his frostbit feet from not wearing socks and a cryo tank. Uh, to this week, we're talking about Antonio Brown uh, not wanting to wear a new helmet. <laughs> Guru, what is going on? with the Raiders. Man, the dashing has got to keep us
1: going, man. Come on, man. The ball Dashing got kicked out of TV. Can Lavar can't even be on ESPN or Disney no more. So, no, they're like the- New Orleans fuck off. <laughs> but obviously AB is doing what AB does, you know, be a immature grown ass man. <laughs> Plain and simple the is obviously the NFL made a rule change for the protection of him and his well-being Yes. Yeah, so, has been defiant for A.B.'s reasons.
0: So here's what happened. Uh, here, What happened was was that uh, A.B., uh, Antonio Brown, uh, showed up for camp with uh, a, an unapproved helmet. It's a helmet that is older than 10 years old and therefore not legal in the league. He doesn't want to wear the new ones. He says the new helmets, which have been approved by the Players Association and the NFL and are required to play, uh, they all block his uh, block part of his vision in catching a football. So he would rather wear the old helmet which he could have done until this year he's actually on on twitter asking if anybody's got a model made newer than 2010 because it has to be 10 years, certified in 10 years he can wear it but so he shows up to camp in uh, in what uh, sports illustrator reported was painted it was an old helmet painted quote with colors approximating but not completely mimicking the raiders silver and black design he had a homemade helmet a home painted helmet guru i gotta see that helmet oh my god i gotta see that helmet
1: that's AB man, keeping up with the great year's baby. I don't even know what's going to be the next cliffhangers, man. Right, that's because the greatest thing ever. And we even talk about the game. Didn't that just have a preseason? Are we even mentioned anything about the game.
0: Who knows, <laughs> Guru? Do they got buyer's remorse on AB? This is ABB and AB, as as you said.
1: Is he worth all this? Absolutely, because that's all these Raiders are, man. The Raiders are the worst organizations outside of the Washington, <laughs> D.C. area. That's the only team I could say from the D.C. fan, a Redskins fan, that I could probably say that without no remorse and feel a kickback, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? That's probably true. Yeah, you know, they, they got the worst ownership. They got the worst brand right now in football. Everything about the Raiders is offbeat. beat. You know, even them going to freaking Las Vegas is offbeat. So, they're just an offbeat franchise organization. And AB is an offbeat type of dude. So, all of them are going to be synchronized in a mesh of offbeatism.
0: Watch, watch this somehow work. Watch watch the offbeat find a polyrhythm and just like groove it on out like fucking fish. You know what I mean? Like it just all of a sudden everybody locks in and, and, and that that's it. They they find the groove and watch the Raiders be, no, be something. No, I no, hey, just no. This is a comedy, man. Oh, you're right. My bad. This
1: is a comedy. The thing about a comedy is that we we like the side the sad losers, man. The bad news bears, baby. Red Dashians, man.
0: All right, from the from keeping up with the Ray dashes, let's Guru, Let's turn our attention to uh, the other big sports news this week. Was of course the release of the NBA schedule. Now, uh, I, it's been a, a while since something uh, you know I can remember this being as big a deal, but this year, uh, you know, it ramps up every year. Uh, the NBA is a year round league, and and the news right now with the schedules. I I don't know about you, but I am psyched for this to start off. The season begins uh October 22nd uh with with two games New Orleans at Toronto and Los Angeles at, at Los Angeles a- and then the next night uh on the 23rd October 23rd is Boston at Philly and then Denver at Portland which is uh sort of not we as
1: Need that out here man you got to show us love
0: Not as sexy a game uh, all, I admit but
1: come on man the PNW it's not sexy,
0: man. Ah, Denver Dame and Portland. got that
1: money. And Portland is going to be a nice squad as always.
0: As always, Portland uh, and, and, and paying uh, Lillard and, and... And CJ. And, and, and Dame. Uh, so... Going forward for here though, what, what we got to talk about is, is is the games we want to see. So those are the opening games, of course. Uh, that opening weekend is L.A. at L.A. is the uh, the highlight of this. This will be Lakers at Clippers. This is the two biggest uh, noisemakers of the off season, uh, really. Uh, so so Lakers at Clippers opening night. I love this as an opening as an opening game. It's not the opening game. The opening game is New Orleans. Zion. Which is the other surprise of this schedule, Guru? Because when they did the math on the national games, now this is not including uh, NBA TV. When you add them in, like the Lakers have forty-three or something, but uh, but this is the the breakdown uh, for the teams. Uh, This year on national games. This is ABC, ESPN and TNT. The Warriors and the Lakers each have 30. The Rockets have 26. The Celtics and Clippers have 25. The Bucks and Sixers have 24. So far, so good, right? You'd expect uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Those markets, those teams. Coming in next at 20 are the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Nice nod to the Western Conference final appearing uh, uh, Trailblazers. And the new or- uh, the New Orleans Pelicans clocking in at twenty games. This is the Zion Williamson effect. Tuning in just to see Zion, Guru. What do you think of this? Yeah, well, we're not going to see Levar, but I mean, uh, oh, he's ball? there. He's there too. You know what? That's an excellent point. We got to shut him down as well. But the uh, the 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 Pelicans. This is this is about Zion. The, the buzz Absolutely, that this kid create,
1: man. The needle. Talk about moving the needle. I mean the. The Smoothie King. First of all, they got to change the damn name of that. Yeah, like what damn the arena. fuck? Get Smoothie King. Get the hell out of here. Well, Whatever.
0: You know what? On the second hand, you know we'll, we'll make it the Smoothie King trash you know talk. And send that, send check. that check. Send that smoothie check, Smoothie King. I want me a strawberry smoothie.
1: In fact, think about <laughs> Smoothie King, man. So from the Smoothie King arena comes the biggest um, wave of athlete. You talking about a American athlete. We had an off-the-wire off the conversation earlier. We talking about an American athlete. And we're yeah, we'll get that in the two-minute drill, too. But this, this kid. This kid is coming like a typhoon, a wave. I mean, pardon me. It's not too soon. Hopefully not. But it's like a Katrina coming out there, man, in New Orleans. But it's a positive <laughs> too one. Too soon. This is actually the aid, man. It's not even a Katrina. It's too it's soon. It's <laughs> too soon, right? <laughs> but this dude is coming with so much hype and so much anticipation and the funny thing is the guru only watched basketball before before the Super Bowl only two times. That's the opening night and Christmas. That's the only time man and everybody knows that and that's why they put Zion at that time because I'm not the only one that only watched basketball after the Super Bowl before I mean before the Super Bowl is opening weekend. And damn Christmas. And uh, Zion will appear
0: on both days. Absolutely, we'll get... you damn Skippy. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I want to see Zion, man. Who don't want to see Zion? Right. I this is Zion. Have,
0: I have not seen the buzz on a single number one draft pick like this in a long time. He changes the the temperature in an arena. Everybody wants to see him. the The reports out of the people who went to summer league say that when he stepped on the court, it was everybody in the arena turned and paid attention. They wanted to see him warm up. You know what I mean? You, you know the funny
1: thing is the how just changed the needle crazy. just To add on a little bit earlier, is the NBA became a three point shooting festive? You know, you go to any, like you mentioned the story earlier, you go to a playground, you see that. But what Zion is, we're not trying to see Zion freaking shoot threes. Hell no. What we want to see Zion do is old school NBA slam, punish, damn. Dunk. That Punish the rim. That's crazy thing, right? It's like going back to what we grew up really watching, and he's a spectacle in this new era of three-point shooting guys. It's so ironic, man.
0: So taking the, the Pelicans to 20 games, let's, uh okay, so the Pelicans, we got them on opening day. Uh, which of the other ones, uh, aside from uh, obviously L.A. at L.A., this is the, the big move here. This is Lakers at Clippers is what this will be decked out in uh, red and blue at the Staples Center for this weekend.
1: And everybody got to sleep in the same bed. There's right. no road game. It's, it's fantastic.
0: It's a home game for everyone. Dude,
1: I wonder how the parking situation, who gets the closest one, Quiet or LeBron at the Staples Please. Center, Please. man? Please. Are you serious? Please. Who gets the closest Parking lot. Could somebody please take a picture of that? I want to
0: see. Or is Lebron going to come on a helicopter and just land on top? Obviously, uh, Lebron takes a helicopter. Kawhi takes the <laughs> bus. That's uh, that's how they get there. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about the other games here. I'm actually looking forward to. I love the idea of Boston Philly opening uh, as always. Now it's it's
1: uh, it's the staple now. It's the, y- that's the East battle. You that is like a, a you great battle.
0: East battle. Boston at Philly, uh, and this is you know we've got. Al Horford, now former Celtic. This is a right off the bat one of the uh, the first sort of return games, which is the other thing we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, who goes where when? Uh, I love this one. I I uh, I love this as an opening for the Sixers. As a you know, I uh, looking forward to it to get in there. Uh, I I have no idea how the Sixers are going to play. I have no idea how the Celtics are going to play. I think we'll be better. Uh, great kickoff there too.
1: Absolutely, that's the best game. That's the the best matchup in the East. That's the anticipation matchup right there.
0: Now the other anticipation uh, going forward for this season, the ones we all looked at right away on the schedule, were the return games. Ooh, These yeah. are the big, the big notable. A lot of guys moved around this mm. off season, and uh, and uh, going back home to those other places mm. is going to be going to be a bit of a trip. The first time is we got a double dip. I think here on November 27th, right around Thanksgiving, uh, going home for Thanksgiving, big tradition. We're going to see AD play in new orleans for the first time and we're gonna see kyrie play in boston uh for the first time uh right there around thanksgiving i think these are gonna be two very very different returns
1: absolutely somebody's gonna get turkey thrown out their head and somebody's gonna get a bunch of smoothies giving it to them man you know what I mean? And I think Kyrie's going to get a bunch of turkey, but it's all good, man, because Kyrie like that gravy, baby. He smooth at that gravy. He's going to go to Boston and be eating that turkey thrown at him and dipping in that gravy and buzz bust, bust his ass in freaking Boston did
0: that in November 27th. November 27th. Yeah, I think uh, I think A.D. gets a, a decent welcome in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, man. I think uh, it'll be polite. It won't be uh, It won't be a lot of booze. You I, get I, some. Yeah.
1: We don't
0: need you. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, because uh, we got Zion. <laughs> yep, yeah, it'll yep. be a chance for Zion in that game. Uh, that's just another great matchup. That is uh, the old and new for the Pelicans. And then Kyrie in Boston, he's going to get booed every time he gets the every ball. Every
1: time, and Kyrie's going to put on a show. And that's the, yeah, that, I, that, that could be like a 60, 70-point game for Kyrie. Could Kyrie be a Kyrie signature gonna, performance for I'm Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. It, he's going to put on a show.
0: Okay, so the other return, I think this one is a, a homecoming uh, for real, is going to be Kawhi uh, heading to Toronto for the first time to play the Raptors. Clippers play the Raptors December 11th. Uh, it'll be his first trip back there. Uh, I, think, I think he gets a, a, a hero's welcome. We talked to our hey. man, the water boy. They love him there.
1: They better get the the uh, a police officer trade. Everybody just walk in him, man. This guy should, you know, they should do the whole Aladdin thing, man. Put him on a freaking carpet, have four men, you know what I'm saying? And he just sitting on the carpet and just walking yeah. him to the to the escort his ass to the damn court, man.
0: They'll unveil his statue <laughs> at the arena that he's playing in. In that one, I think uh, I think that one's not going to be uh, it'd be a nice return. There'll be lots of nice, heartwarming videos to watch to remind everybody that the Raptors won a championship uh okay and then the other big return i want to talk about is uh is uh sort of a similar situation is westbrook to okc uh now paul george not there uh, not the guy there but westbrook heads back uh the rockets go to the thunder now these two teams play earlier in the season in houston but the rockets go to the thunder on january 9th what kind of what, what, what kind of return is it going to be for Russell Westbrook?
1: You got to respect it, man. OKC, the thing about the Midwest, Middle America, man, they're a respectable fan base, intelligent fan base, and they're very appreciative. Even to us here in Seattle, want to say, fuck OKC. Right, respectable
0: fan base, yeah. uh, swindling pigs yeah. of, a, of, of an, an ownership owner. group. Yeah. Uh, fuck your team. Uh, uh Go on, girl. I'm sorry. You
1: know, no worries about that. So I anticipate... Oh, oh! Oh! Thank you, gracious. I anticipate. Um, the fan base doing a standing ovation for Russ because uh, uh, you can say whatever. Russ always performed He played every night at home. He put on a show for that fan. Give him a reason for people in Oklahoma City to do something on a Saturday night, Friday night, Monday, wherever damn the NBA plays. Because who knows? The NBA plays every damn night.
0: Every damn night, the NBA is uh, playing. Every night, man. Uh, everywhere, so, everywhere. Their, and It's somewhere. probably the Lakers There's on television. Somewhere, forty fucking Monday, games.
1: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. Hey, someday, the NBA. Hey guys, somebody's seen Russell Westbrook in OKC. And there was a reason why you went to go for something to do in OKC.
0: So let's uh, let now the NBA's big day, of course, is uh, it's Christmas Day. It is. They're coming out. They own that day as a sports uh, uh, Christmas Day. Always about the NBA. Big matchups, big day. We get some big ones this year. Uh, it is Boston at Toronto. It is the first time Toronto gets a game uh, as the champs. Then it's Milwaukee at Philly, which a lot of people think could be an Eastern Conference uh, Finals matchup, bringing the uh, last year's uh, the Bucks or the best team in basketball to the to Philadelphia. Then it's Houston at Golden State, another big matchup, although uh, maybe not as big this year. Uh, without Klay Thompson, but still uh, a grudge match team there. Then, of course, at uh, at eight o'clock East Coast time, the big game is going to be the Clippers at the Lakers. This time, uh, the oh, Staples Center in purple, oh, right, snap. right. So this time is Jack Nicholson courtside. Uh,
1: so I see what they do. They're like, look, look, we don't care about. I see the NBA no. Christmas is gonna be late. Good time,
0: and then uh, no Christmas is complete without a little Zion of Williamson course. Uh, with the, uh, the the Pelicans nightcap. at Denver in the nightcap there uh, as a the last game. Uh, so tell me, uh, which of these games uh, draws your attention here? Obviously,
1: I love it's, it's. They did this. I call this the football program. This is football Sunday programming here. You don't just say I'm gonna watch one game. You get sucked into watch the whole freaking lead. It's like going to the grocery line. They just suck you. They lead you to every aisle, man. Like, oh my God, I need this. I need this. I need this. So I want to watch the first game. Obviously, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see the Bucks and and uh, the the Sixers. Sixers. You know
0: that'll yeah. be probably where I get to tune in because that one is at 2:30 us, East Coast, us, yeah. 11:30 West Coast. We have
1: to wake up in the morning. Just boom. It's basketball all freaking uh, – yeah, that's – I forgot, we are in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, so I, got, we, I got a
0: little Christmas that I'm going to have to do with the uh, with the baby beforehand. So the, the Sixers game at 1130 is almost perfect for me. I'm definitely missing the Boston game, but I am definitely watching the Sixers game. Merry fucking Christmas. That is – I'm looking forward to that, man.
1: And nothing like finish it off. You know, when you chill, you're the eight, you already ate, you spent time with the family, now you're kicking off, man, the feet. The feet is up in the air, you're hugging the baby, they're kissing everyone, the loved ones. And then you got to go watch a LeBron James spectacle. And then after you see a beautiful LeBron James. LeBron versus Kawhi. And versus Kawhi, just a spectacle. It's still a LeBron James first. No Kawhi versus LeBron. LeBron versus Kawhi. He's right, still the right. king. You know? And then after that, man. It's the king versus the ring. The king. Oh, oh, I like that one, right? The, the dynasty killer. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Noah uh, the, the the dynasty slayer than that well, one.
1: They just did. I think the NBA did a great job. And then
0: it. of course the dessert is uh is Zion Williamson against Zion. Denver. Uh, another exactly. ma- great we, matchup. Denver should be a good matchup. team. Uh, New Orleans should at least be a fun team to watch.
1: Yeah, because the dessert is we don't we don't want it to be an interesting thing. We don't want it to be small. We just want to see highlight and excitement, which is Denver shooting the threes on a young team and Zion Duncan. Zion Duncan. We don't care who wins or loses. We just want to see oh 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 oh. So it's beautiful the intensity They're we go to bed like, wow, I love America. Right.
0: Merry <laughs> Christmas. Uh, God bless the NBA. Uh, Adam Silver, you rat bastard, you did it again. Got us, got us again. All right, Guru. Let's uh, let's change gears here and do a little uh, campus check-in with with our man, the Almanac. Uh, calling in to talk a little bit of the uh, the college football. We're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, the Rich Paul rule because we didn't get a chance to talk about that yet with him. And then his uh, his gonna give us the beginning half of his top ten college football players uh, with numbers ten through six. So let's uh, let's. Try Talk to our man, the Almanac, with a campus check-in here on Trash Talk Radio. Back on uh, Trash Talk Radio with our man in uh, in the south, uh, down there uh, in the college land itself, uh, for the campus check-in, the Almanac. Check it in for us. Welcome back, Almanac. It's uh, it's good to talk to you again, man.
2: Hey, nice to be with you guys, man. How's it been going up there? see am
0: gee i love it up here man summer is fantastic i know down where you are at a friend visit from north carolina and he was in seattle and he was like really this is how hot it gets this is amazing he said it was 100 yeah, degrees last week
2: it's brutal down here now man
0: i don't know why everybody's yeah, not here
1: yeah y'all can go barbecue yourself out there nah we good we're we good over man here. it's, it's nice. raining over here man it's Lovely. raining. yeah the stay where you
0: are it rains <laughs> all the time so uh Almanac, since last we talked, uh, we were talking about this a little bit last week. and uh, you know we don't really uh, know as much about this as as you. You follow the college game. <laughs> A lot closer than we do, both uh, both college basketball and college football, uh, for us here on Trash Talk Radio. So we were talking a little bit about the Rich Paul rule last week. And since we last talked, the, uh, the NCAA has uh, basically rescinded this. Uh, Rich Paul put out a piece uh, telling them off on The Athletic. And uh, by, by midday, they had rescinded the rule. Uh, that was it. It was gone. So uh, I, we didn't even get a chance to ask you about it. So I, Almanac, what did you think of the rule itself? And what do you think of the outcome?
2: One, I thought the rule itself was totally unfair from the, from the beginning. Um, I thought it was a clear uh, pre- target to prevent the next Rich Paul from happening because, you know, it's it's more things important than having a, a college degree um, as a requirement to be an agent. You know, life experience is more important than uh, a college degree, and Rich Paul has been proof of that. He's the most powerful agent in the game right now. He doesn't have a degree. but The kingmaker, Sports Illustrated called him. Called him. Yeah, and, and and can you like you said he wrote that piece, and a couple of hours later, you know, it was overturned. So this guy legend continues to grow. Like yeah, his all balance. summer, man. His, Rich, yeah, absolutely. Ridge Paul did what nobody else
0: could, and it was beat the NCAA <laughs> uh, as, uh, like single handedly in an afternoon, uh, whooped the NCAA's ass. Uh, I know you gotta love this, am I right?
2: I, I do love it actually because. Um, they realized that the, that's the NCAA finally taking accountability for realizing when they were wrong and the backlash that they were receiving was just pounding on and pounding on. And honestly, that does kind of show you the power of Rich Paul and LeBron James. I think if if this was agent Stanley Johnson, who didn't have uh, a, a four-year degree and was, you know, uh, agent, I don't think anything gets changed. But because it's, you know, Rich Paul, he got the tie to LeBron James and, being the most powerful agent in the game, I think that also played a big role in the NCAA uh, reversing course uh, as quickly as they did. And now, you know, let's just hope they kind of reverse course on paying some of these athletes. But I think we're a long ways away from that, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Rich Paul has had a hell of an off season uh, this year with the the Anthony Davis deal, the Ben Simmons deal. He's a uh, Draymond Green is clutch too, aren't there? As a just huge <coughs> excuse me huge deals uh, uh this offseason uh gets the the front cover of si gets a, a rule named after him that specifically excludes him and gets the ncaa to back down uh, that's power if uh, it, i don't i don't know that you would need a degree for that anyway uh so Shoot, I, that's almost half a bill worth of contracts man right that is a, a <sighs> there's no denying that that what what he did uh, Whatever, I, I, but you're right. Uh, Stanley Johnson, if he doesn't have uh, AD's contract and LeBron's contract in his pocket, they, they, they're trying to stop him. They're trying to, to steer them in a different direction. Trying to stop right, the next yep. one. All right, so off of basketball for a second, let's let let's turn our attention to college football because that's the, the main reason we got you here in the fall, of course, is to talk a little college football with us. So uh, you are uh, starting your top ten college football players list as we, uh, as we barrel our way toward the season. Starts in, what, two weeks? Uh, we got our, our first yeah, kickoff? Who?
2: Couple weeks, two weeks, yep, two weeks away from the start of uh, official football.
0: Right, and then we'll see uh, who gets the honor of losing to Alabama and uh, and Clemson, uh, or uh, of course uh, for the season. But uh, as we get in there, tell us uh, you're gonna do our, our top ten players to watch, or our top ten college football players uh, going forward here as we start the season. We're gonna do our, our ten through six this week. We're gonna come back next week and give us the uh, the the five through one. But let's start with number ten. Oh, uh, actually, let's start with what you're looking for in these players? How are you making these judgments?
2: Well, basically, I'm looking at, first of all, what they did last year and the projections to this year, you know, uh, more playing time, you know, more opportunities this year, uh, depending on the makeup of the roster, you know, they may have uh, more opportunities, uh, more important roles this year. And just basically projecting, you know, what they did last year from this year, because some of these guys on my list are true freshmen. And, you know, they say the biggest leap is from year one to year two, so... Basically, I'm going. I'm taking by the data from last year, and I'm projecting it uh, onto what I think is going to happen this season.
0: All right. So start us out with number ten. Who you got there?
2: Number ten. I got the electric uh, wide receiver Rondell Moore from Purdue. Uh, This kid has had one of the greatest true freshman years uh, of any wide receiver in the history of the college football. Um, To me. Uh, He reminds me of Kendall Lockett, 2.0, the wide receiver uh, for the
1: uh, Seattle Seahawks. Tyler, 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 baby.
2: Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Tyler Lockett. That's right. Thank you for correcting me there, Guru. But, uh, you know, he, Rondell Moore, burst on the scene his first game. He had, he set the Purdue record for 313 total yards in his debut. Uh, He had 114 receptions and over 2,000 total yards. Um, he had like a seven one hundred yard receiving games. Mind you, he's not playing with it's not like he's playing with the n f l quarterback or anything, and every week you know he's the the focus of the defense and and this kid is unstoppable, and like I said, he was a true freshman last year, so I can only imagine his the impact he was gonna have on that team this year. So he's my number ten guy. I, going love, into this I
1: season. love him that's my guy too man like I, more is my sleeky guy, my sleeper I saw last year. Uh, even my guy, bets with Ben, who's coming back when the season starts, man. Ben Carey
0: joining us again ben, uh, as the season gets yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, this is a guy that you guys were talking about last year. Yeah, Ben, you
1: know, Betsy, you know if you want to make that bread, that money, that bag, Ben Ben helped me out on him. He's like, man, watch out for this Purdue team, man. They're going to cover because of more. So because Ben said that, you know, and I want some money off that. That's when I watched this kid. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just looking at a, 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 a B. When I saw him, I thought about Antonio Brown personally. I was like, oh, my gosh, he got all that. He's a little smaller in stature, and he got that quick <clears throat> in and out of breaks. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, – he's polished. He's already professional.
2: Absolutely. He's only about – I'm sorry, I forgot to get it. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's a small kid, but he's impactful.
0: I like uh, I like rooting for the little guys. That's my size. All right, who's uh, number nine then uh, after, after more?
2: All right, so my number nine player going into the season is Travis Etienne, uh, the running back from Clemson uh this kid is a true big a definition of a big play running back uh he averaged more than 8.1 yards per rush last season including over 23 carries that went for more than 20 yards um and he mind you he rushed for almost 1700 yards last year and he hadn't he only carried the ball more than 15 times i think in two or three games last year so you got to think about this kid put up almost 17 yards rushing and he's not even carrying the majority you know, of the snaps, like I said, to be able to run for that many yards, we're only getting averaging about 14 carries per game. That lets you know how explosive he is. And mind you, Clemson, they're dominating games every week, every other weekend. So he's not even playing the fourth quarter most of these games. So uh, he's my number my number nine guy going into this year, and that's the, the running back Travis Etienne uh, from Clemson. He's very explosive.
0: All right, give us number eight.
2: Okay, the number eight guy on my list is the defensive end. Chase Young from Ohio State. Uh, he was a tr- he had 10 sacks last season as a true sophomore. Uh, he already has the NFL body. He's 6'5", 265. Um, he led the team in sacks and tackles for loss. You know, everyone was talking about Joey Bosa going into the season. And uh, last year, Chase Young became the guy um, who, who was making the most noise on the Ohio State defense. And I think he has... True top five, top ten potential uh, in the in the next year's NFL draft. So, Chase Young is my number eight guy.
1: Mm, I love guys that go after the quarterback, man.
0: I love them defensive
1: guys.
2: Absolutely, right. and that's what he does best.
0: Two more for this week, then. Uh, give us number seven.
2: Okay, number seven on my list is is Jake Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia. Um, he had a stellar – he picked up where he left off from his freshman season last year. Uh, he had a stellar season, throwing for over 30 touchdowns and only six interceptions. He's very efficient. Uh, he very seldomly turned the ball over, and and he just wins, man. Since since he took over the helm at Georgia, you know he's done nothing but lead Georgia deep in the playoff run every year. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of, of Colt McCoy, the former Texas quarterback, because they'll they're they're just gamers. You, you know they're leaders. They're grit. They'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. If they need to run and take on the tackler, they'll do that. If they need to throw they will. They just they just do whatever they it takes to win and they're a true, true leaders. So to me, Jake Fromm, he's my number seven guy going into next season and uh the Kid's just a winner, man. I, I love Jake Fromm.
1: I love that comparison because Colt McCoy is going to be the Redskins' starting quarterback. Where quarterback. to plug in my Redskins, baby? Hell yeah! Where to describe the Skins' starting quarterback? Anyways, continue. I
0: see. I thought Jake. Oh, Fr- I think Jake Fromm is comparing him to Colt McCoy. That <laughs> poor guy. That means he's got he's <laughs> got, got no, no career. I mean, you know, get it, it right exactly. Get it <laughs> while you can, kid. Because you ain't gonna make it in the pros. Uh, anyway. Help,
2: Colt. Colt McCoy at Texas, not Colt McCoy. Since <laughs> <been> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So you've been high on this Georgia team, anyway. Uh, when we did our when we did our preview a few weeks back, you were uh, you were high on this Georgia team. So uh, so Jake From coming in at number seven, uh, give us your number six then, Almanac. All
2: right, and the last guy on the list this week to round out my top uh, six, my well ten through six is Jonathan Taylor, the workhorse running back from uh, Wisconsin, and this kid workhorse—that's the true definition uh what Jonathan Taylor is. Uh, he's run for over 1,900 yards in back-to-back seasons. Uh, he's durable. He's also explosive. Even though he has that many carries and that many yards, he's still averaging 6.9 yards per carry. So it's not like he's just, you know, averaging a little measly, three to four yards per carry and just getting it on, on you know, racking up carries. This kid is, he's almost getting seven yards every time he touches the football. Um, no player has had, you know, that many rushing yards in consecutive seasons. So uh, he's there's Jonathan Taylor. I th- I'm expecting the same thing coming from him this year. Probably a, another 1,900, 2,000 yard season, and he's gonna go on and go off to the to NFL. So he's just continuing that that pipeline of running backs coming out of Wisconsin. You know, he's following in that tradition. He's he's doing what he's supposed
0: to do. And there you have it, Almanac's 10-6 uh, through 6 on his top 10 college football players as our, our preview for the college season continues uh, with the campus check-in. They were, again, uh, Rondell Moore of Purdue, uh, Travis Etienne of Clemson, Chase Young of Ohio State, Jake Frum of Georgia, and Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. Uh, Almanac, you'll come back next week. Give us five through one, right? Absolutely. All right, we look forward to it. As always, thank you so much for joining us here on, on Trash Talk Radio, and we will talk to you again next week.
2: All right, thank you, man. I Look
0: forward to hearing from you guys. All right, our thanks as always to the Almanac, uh, keeping us in the loop uh, with the with the college game and and, uh, and both games actually, the basketball and and the football. Back again next week on the campus check in with uh, with his top five college football players as we get ready for the season. Uh, so, okay, Guru, we got a lot going on here. Uh, another another phone call coming in with, uh, with Pat the designer but before we get to that, you know what time it is. That
1: Plug, 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 plug time
0: Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com World of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love and we have an exciting announcement, a brand new website for the World of Sports Network Head on over to The Wozen That's W-O-S-N the WOSN.com. Check out the new site for the World of Sports Network. It's got new links to all the uh, all your favorite shows, Trash Talk Radio, which you can find everywhere you can find podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. We've got the On Court, Off Court. We've got the Wash. We've got the uh, the, the Barbershop Sports. Uh, links to all our friends. Head on over there. We've got some great merchandise to check out, too. Trash Talk Radio merchandise, World of Sports Network merchandise. Uh, anything you could want. Head on over and check it out. That's the Wozen, the WOSN. Of course, if you're looking for Guru, you can find him every day on Instagram. Every day on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room is just his thoughts. It's just his thoughts. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, it's TrashTalkRadio.com and Guru, tell them what that hashtag is.
1: At that's 10
0: all right, Guru. We got that out of the way. Uh, let's uh, let's get into it with uh, with Pat the Designer here. We got uh, we got our man Pat the Designer to talk a little NFC North as our NFC uh, our NFL previews continue as we get closer to the season. We've done uh, we've done the entire AFC. We did the uh, the NFC West last week. Uh, this week we've got the NFC North with our man Pat the Designer. Let's get right into it. Back on Trash Talk Radio with uh, with Pat the Designer, our man in Chicago, uh, joining us to talk a little NFC North preview. Uh, this time for Guru's round of previews. Pat the Designer, you can find him on uh, on everywhere. Pat the Designer YouTube and uh, Windy City the Breeze. Great show, big fan. Uh, welcome back to Trash Talk Radio, man.
3: Man, it's good to be back. How y'all feeling?
0: Feeling good. Happy to talk to a guy from the Midwest on this uh, because I know you got some big, big feelings about the NFC North as well. Uh, So I just, uh, where do you want to start on this one, Guru? Yes, of course I have.
1: I'm talking about the NFC North and I can't talk about the NFC North without going to the best guy to talk about the NFC North, which is my guy from the Shy town baby, Pat the designer, man. So I got to... Thank you for once again blessing me with your presence. And I know me and you usually don't see eye to eye, so we're just going to kick this off straight up. Because
0: I know how you feel being a a, a shy town yeah, person. Let's, let's be clear here: uh, hometown bias in full effect for our uh, man Pat. Uh, he is a Bears 100%. fan. Uh, there's no, 100%. yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it. But we know he, he also knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's a Bears yeah. fan, and he knows and what he's you know talking. We're talking about. Yeah. And with
1: that said, they did win the division last year. So you always want to start with that with the respect with all due respect to the to the division champion so you always start with the champion before you go with the contenders so currently <laughs> the bears are they are the champions. I think they do have a lot of hype coming back. Obviously, Nagy and the Mitch Trubisky um, connection, they they they, they made a, a stride. They showed moments. Put it like this. I believe last year they, was, they showed some moments. They showed glimpse. I thought personally they overachieved. Um, I know me and Pat discussed this before the season last year. I didn't think the Bears, I think that defense rode them and that emotional height to where they were. Obviously, people could always talk about Mitch making that one throw in the playoff to get them in that field goal range. Yes, that is a flash throw, but we got to see more from Mitch. It's just something about Mitch. I think Matt Nagy does a great job of just making plays for Mitch. You know, I think now the defense, now people know about the defense. So I think they're going to game plan a little bit different. And obviously, uh, Vanjo is gone from there. So the defense is going to take a different emotional leadership as far as the coordinator. So I don't expect the defense to dominate as much as it did last year. But there will still be very, very good a top five defense. Don't get it twisted. In the league, um, but and what the weakest thing? When I look at the teams, I would look at the weakest link, and the weakest link I see in the Chicago Bears is Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Well, I think hang on before we go to Pat. I think the the weakest link in the Chicago Bears last year was whoever was kicking at any given time. They yeah. were. Let's not yeah. forget that's that they were they were that 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 a double, that's double that's doink that's away. That's away. That's yeah, I mean even as even as an Eagle fan myself, they were a double doink away. This is
1: this is what we're yeah, saying. I, as a quarterback, sometimes you gotta lead a team. You gotta make certain plays. All right, all right.
0: So you gotta you gotta make sure the kicks go in when you're the quarterback. But uh, but Pat, how how do you feel about the Bears this year, man?
1: Listen,
3: when I'm talking about my Bears this year, I'm hyped. And and for the first time in a in a long time, because last season we were excited, we wasn't hyped. This year I'm hyped because listen, one double joint, I watched the rest of that playoffs. The Chicago Bears would have been in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Mark my words on that. The Chicago Bears would have been in the Super Bowl. And how that game went down, how that Super Bowl went down, we probably would have won it because that's the exact kind of game we would have won it versus Tom Brady. A game where he didn't have uh, uh, his best game. He wasn't throwing four or 500 yards. That would have been the perfect year for us. But a double doink takes us out of it. Alas, we sat where we sat. Coming into this season – my Chicago Bears, listen. I'm excited. I'm excited. I will agree with you on this, Guru. Richard Trubisky is our weakest point, but that's not due to. That, that that's, I, I dude, agree that's your quarterback. That is them. your
0: weakest point. Is your quarterback? You're fucked. Let's but, not. But, let's not beat around the bush here.
3: But yes, agreed. But this is the thing. It's our weakest. <laughs> the <point>.
0: Jaguars. <laughs>
3: It's our, weak, it's our weakest point because we don't know what he can be. Like Guru said, we saw those flashes. And Guru was a lot more than just that one playoff game. He did have a, a huge game against the Buccaneers dominated that thing, and he really made plays when we needed him to make plays. And the thing is, he didn't mess plays up. At the worst, Mitchell Trubisky is maybe, maybe a sore spot for you right now, but he could be Alex Smith at his worst right now. He's a guy who's going to make plays for you and he's not going to mess those plays up. He's not going to take you out of the game. And at this point, coming from a team that has had no quarterback, I can live with that. As far as the defense, if you think that defense is going to take a step back with Chuck Pagano in there saying, hey, Khalil Mack, I want you to pin your ears back and kill the quarterback as much as you can. You are out of your mind. We honestly have the best football player in the league on that defensive line right now with Khalil Mack. And By the way, somebody's got to double-team somebody, and Akeem Hicks is in the middle, Leonard Floyd coming off the edge. This defense is so stacked, there's no chance they take a step back. Uh, Maybe they get a few less interceptions, mm-hmm. but the fumbles will make up for it.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and then who's the corner of his, Amu Kumar and I Fuller? Could, I could listen to him talk all day, but I, I, I almost sure in there. I thought he heard, said Alex Smith at, the, at, at Our his – At best. And that's a good thing? Like that was your – okay. Okay.
3: Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Chiefs Alex Smith with this Bears defense, would they not have won a
1: championship? It's hard the, the to say. Alex Smith had the, the 49ers defense, who at that time I believe is better, even not compared to the Bears Alex defense. It's hard, the, listen, it's hard Alex to say. Who had no offense on that 49 Who's kicking? That, I think you that's you the real think.
0: question. So, hang on. Let's now let's talk about the rest of the division uh, because this uh, the Bears. This Bears team uh, definitely it was the only one there to make it last year at twelve and and four, but. There's a couple other teams in this division that have star level quarterbacks. The the Vikings and the and the Packers are both star level quarterbacks. They don't have the weakness there, and they're both kind of itching to go again this year. Uh, you, did Guru, do you see these teams as, as threats? And th- and this division, I think one of these two teams is going to
1: be the biggest threat. And when I mean a threat, I mean this team. They, for for instance, I believe the Minnesota Vikings is a more complete team than the Chicago Bears. Oh, so you're back you're back rolling with your cousin Yeah, yeah my favorite cousin second year now Zimmer now we get a C. seat now the see thing you got to realize it's so quiet in Minnesota it's no it's not like last year when it was Super Bowl or bust all this loud noise guess what's happening do we know anything that's happening but in Chicago oh it's hype dude it's the hype train it's about Super Bowl or bust in Chicago right now if they don't go to the Super Bowl And Pat, you could argue with me because he even said how hype he is. If they don't go to the Super Bowl, they're going to be looking for a new quarterback more than likely because that's where they're at it right now. Because this year is their year for them.
0: I agree with that. The Bears are definitely a quarterback away the quarterback from the Super Bowl. Away. And I don't know if, if Trubisky's that guy. But then let's let's talk about the Vikings because uh, they were a team expected to do more than they did last year. Uh, on the come up again with the, with the big contract going to Kirk Cousins, they, they had a big, big dreams last year as well. A lot of hype in Minnesota last year. You're right, quiet there how is this team going into this season and is it better than last year that
1: same team better year same team now coming together listen,
3: listen you want to talk about a team where their weakest link was their quarterback let's take a look at the Minnesota bites <laughs> was Stefan Diggs was Stefan Diggs bad last year was Stefan Diggs did Stefan Diggs fall back I don't believe so did Adam Thielen uh, lose talent all of a sudden I don't believe so did delvin Cook forget how to run I don't believe so you brought in Kirk Cousins, and guess what? Kirk Cousins, we want to talk about a hype train? Yeah, I'll seriously. Kirk I'm not the on guy, a cousin's the Cousins train. Who, you like that? You like that? Yeah, yeah we don't like that, Kirk. Because, listen, when we need you to make plays, you can't make plays. You on know, Sunday night football talking about? You're the reason that the Bears got flexed, and then you got flexed. So, come on. If we want to talk about a quarterback who's hype, that may be your favorite cousin, but everybody has a goofy cousin that they love. <laughs> I, all
0: right, I love all right, this Put guy. him like that.
1: From position Pat to you position come back wise, anytime you want, the man. Ba- the, 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 <laughs> the Vikings <laughs> always obviously the front four is dominant. Levell Joseph over there, Hunter over there, Everson Griffin over there. You know how dominate the um and, and Barr and company. So the Vikings got all pro caliber guys as well on their front seven. And also their secondary, who I personally believe are better than your secondary. So and then it comes down to Yes, I believe Harrison Smith, Xavier Rose, Trey Wayne, and and, and Hughes and uh, Mackenzie Alexander, all those guys are better than Kai Fuller, Prince of Mukumar. You know, Eddie Jackson is my boy. Don't get it twisted. I love me some Eddie Jackson. But you know what I mean? Y'all left y'all lost Amos over there. So I definitely think the Vikings got a better secondary than you guys. And frankly, I think Zimmer is a better defensive coordinator than um, Pagano. So we'll, we'll see how but that goes. But at the
3: end of the day, at the end of the day, what makes your secondary great? Your secondary can have the best names in the world. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got guys in the front, fresh in the quarterback. And the Bears got that. Come on, son. Oh, you talking the Vikings, about— look, I'm, not, I'm not taking away—, I'm not taking away from the Vikings' Everson, Griffin. Because I agree D- with
1: you. Hunter and Everson Griffins, those are double digits. I'm talking about 12 to 13 sacks combined, those guys, just like you got Hicks and, I, and Khalil Mack. I Mike. agree
3: with you. I agree with you. The Vikings have a nice team, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing that you have to say about the Bears. What will Kirk Cousins do this season? Kirk Cousins is not a proven commodity. And listen, this Trubisky is in his second year of a brand-new offense. Kirk Cousins has been in the league for, what, five, six years now? And what? he's still really has not proven it when it needs to be proven. Yeah, he's a great guy when nothing's on the line. He's a great guy to put up big touchdown seasons. But when I need you to win me a game at the end of the season, i.e. the Bears game last year, where were you? <laughs> Sitting on the ground. you know. Even even at when he was on the Redskins, just trying to get into the playoffs. This is the guy that you're paying big money to, the guy that never gets the job done. He's At not, least get it done
0: once. He's not wrong, Guru. I, uh, I, I Pat, you're welcome back every time, man. I, I, You know, I feel the same way about Kirk Cousins, The, but the difference, I, I think, between Cousins and Trubisky is that I think Cousins has a lot more potential than Trubisky myself. I think if Cousins plays the way that he could, the way that he's flashed, the way that he shows but isn't consistent with, then I think Cousins is a bigger threat than Trubisky. I think it's the rest of the teams around. I, I think it could really go either way with both of these squads this year, but you talk about a proven commodity you talk about the guy you went in uh, in at the end of the game we haven't even talked about Aaron Rodgers yet who some people say is uh some people consider the best quarterback in the game or the best player Guru you say he's the second best Aaron uh the second best Aaron's got himself a new coach this year pressure is on in Green Bay for them how do you see it working out uh up there at Lambeau
1: Mr. Arrogant Aaron you know how I feel about that guy man and and now we're really going to see any the world is really going to see what Aaron is man I, I always told you he's not a leader I've always never respected his leadership. I told you, that Super Bowl they won, that's a Charles Woodson Super Bowl. Charles Woodson led that team. It was a Charles Woodson Super Bowl. Since Charles Woodson left, uh, Aaron Rodgers have not gone to the Super Bowl. Anyway, that's a side note. So I think him and Matt LaFleur, there's already tension already because he's an arrogant type of dude. He's a me type of guy. He wants to be the guy, do what he wants to do. So, And Matt LaFleur wants to get him in a system. He wants to coach him in a situation. And there's been some little rumors bickering, going back and forth but at the end of the day, I think they're going through a transition. They got a really good team, but it comes down to once again, it seems like the same rhetoric in this division is the quarterback. It's like, what is what quarterback are we going to get in this division? Whichever quarterback continuously plays sort of up to their potential will eventually, or play at least, don't play to the least of their potential, will make, the, will win the division.
0: See, I think this is the wild card wait, wait. here. Did, I think, you, I think, I think Green Bay is the did, wild card, Pat. I don't mean the Wild Did you just team. say I mean. Aaron Rodgers didn't
3: play up to his? Doesn't play up to his potential? Like, listen, listen. I I hate the Packers. Like, don't get it wrong. Like, I I will never say that I think the Packers are going to outdo the Bears. I'm talking about. I hated the Packers in like 2001 when I knew the Bears weren't going to do it. But you are still like, yeah, no, they're not going to win nothing. But I gotta respect Aaron Rodgers. Like, listen, when you say they got a nice team, let's let's slow that down. They got Devontae Adams. Nice player, but really nice player. Brought back Mercedes Lewis. He's okay. He's he's a guy you can But they got Aaron Rodgers. They got a bad man back there, Stephen A. Smith would say. And and that's really the team. That's the entire team. This entire season, like what everybody else, depends on. Aaron Rodgers, depends on your quarterback. And this defense, yeah. I, I, I like I like the addition of Amos. I love I, I, Adrian I still Amos. like those odds. Adrian Amos is your number
1: I, one. I, I hear you. Like I said, I've seen Charles Woodson lead Green Bay Packers to a Super Bowl. Y'all can say Aaron Rodgers. When Charles Woodson left that team, the leader of that team, I haven't seen Aaron so-called Rodgers He hasn't won no Super Bowl. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl. I've seen Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, all those young quarterbacks beat Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan to go to the Super Bowl. So I don't even want to hear that shit about Aaron Rodgers is this great guy. Yes, he put up, he got a nice ball. It looks pretty. I've seen a lot of great quarterbacks that looks good throw the ball. He just don't have that it as far as winning. That's all. I'm talking about winning being that Super Bowl.
3: You, you realize you realize you, you're saying that the the best fourth quarter quarterback in NFL history isn't a winner.
1: Best fourth you, quarter. You, you, when is his you, fourth quarter comebacks? He don't have no fourth quarter comeback. That's one of his deficiencies in his game. Is the weird stats in Aaron Rodgers' game? Is he has one of the least yeah. amount of comebacks in the fourth quarter? I don't
3: know this because. Because for most of his career, he's been up. These last few years have been a show. Look, listen, I, listen, you're making me talk good about the Packers. I feel bad. <laughs> I hate to defend Aaron Rodgers. I really do. But, I mean, the the disrespect is outlandish here. Like, what what, what quarterback
0: I know it's great, has, right? you
3: got at the top? Because, listen, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are trash. The Packers are trash. Like, they're better Packers. Like, at the end of the day, they, they got to go home to Green Bay with Johnson. I'm sorry. That's a bad place to go. <laughs> but, at the end of the day... Aaron Rodgers. It's a good shot. Is Aaron Rodgers? He has never had. He has never had talent on that offense. I His best running back wouldn't push away from the table and gain like three hundred pounds. So, like, he's never had anything put around him. And listen, he's still been successful for, for, from a Chicago standpoint. From a quarterback, who, like you said, with Kirk Cousins, had all the intangibles, showed him the flash. We had Jay Cutler. All I ever heard was. He never had nothing to put around him. He never had – guess what? Aaron Rodgers ain't never had nothing around him. He's still proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Please stop making me defend
0: this, man. All right, so let's stop making you defend this, man. Uh, I tend to agree a little more with you. I think uh, with Aaron Rodgers back there, you always have a puncher's chance, uh, and that is a sign of a good quarterback. Uh, but uh, I don't think the Packers are that big a threat this year uh, compared to the others. Again, puncher's chance in any game. So we're not even gonna, uh, we're, we're running late on time here. So let's not even, let's not even worry uh, about the Lions. It's not yeah, yet.
1: We don't even know. We the Lions. know nobody they're not. Was about the exactly. Lions, we know yeah, they're not winning the division. So let's,
0: Let's break it down here towards the end. Guru, who wins the division, and is there another playoff team in this division?
1: No, I think it's going to be just like next year. It's going to be one team that goes in the playoff in this division, and it will be the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Pat. Wow. Uh,
3: I do agree with you that there will be one team that, that wins the division. Uh, I do believe that it will be the Chicago Bears. Um, I, I think the Bears, 11-5, and 12-4, somewhere in that range again. Uh, And then, listen, I think, honestly, the Vikings really don't make a lot of noise this year. I think the Packers make a little more noise than the Vikings. Listen, I got both of these things struggling. This is going to be a league where it's going to be one playoff team. Nobody else comes out. I think maybe they get a little, maybe 500, maybe 500 for the Vikings, maybe. Mm. But you can't trust Kirk Cousins. You cannot trust, and, and I'm going back on history. When has Kirk Cousins been, a, been effective
1: for a team? Hey, I'm going I've by, never but, seen I'm it. going back what you guys are going. The defense is going to step up this year. Zimmer got those guys 100%. Put.
0: You know what? I'll tell you both that as an, as an Eagles fan, I have always found Kirk Cousins to be very effective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh <laughs> Let's uh, let's uh, we have three things that we end here with every division. It is the uh the best off season move, the best player in the division, and then who's going to be the breakout, who's going to be the name that we may not know, but uh, we'll know by somewhere around week five. So, Guru, let's start with the uh, the best off season move in this division. Give me a, we'll do it quick. Uh So, the best off season move, Guru. Um, I, this division really didn't
1: make that make major, major splash. I think the Lions made like the money splash, but I like what the Packers actually did defensively with a combination of guys. I do like Amos. Um. I, I, I like that pick because they they lost Dix aha, uh, uh-huh. and I also like the 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 pick from um the the young DN they picked off from Preston Smith. I think Preston Smith is straight, so I like the combination of what they did defensively over there in Green Bay. Pat, best offseason moves.
3: Uh for me, it is Ha Ha. I believe Ha Ha comes in and he he next to Eddie Jackson. They proved to be a dangerous tandem. I think they proved to be something that the Bears really need back there. Uh, like I said, losing Amos, Amos hurt because he was a guy for us. But haha Clinton Dix is a ball hawk. And, yeah, sometimes he gambles, but with Eddie Jackson back there to send his butt, I think we're going to see the best out
0: of right, who is the best player in this division, Guru? Ooh, the best player in this division. You're going to make me say I'm gonna it. I'm going to make you say it. Yeah, obviously
1: the best player in this division is Khalil Mack. Uh, <laughs> you
3: better <laughs> say it. You better say it. <laughs> <laughs> Best player I'll send in this division. You'll picture Aaron Rodgers laying with his butt in
0: the air. All right, and final uh, final question on the NFC North. Who's going to be the breakout star? Whose name don't we know now, or uh, or haven't heard in a while? That is going to be the one that everybody's talking about.
1: Kenny Galladay from the Lions. Kenny Galladay from the yeah, Lions. The receiver. I think he's going to be a breakout guy, man. I think he's going to be a star over there, man.
0: You're a pro working the Lions in anyway. All right, Pat, you.
3: Uh, listen, I know, I know it really sounds like a, a biased thing, but I'm going to be honest with you. Watch this man, David Montgomery. Montgomery. Yep. He don't go down. <laughs> he don't go down at all. He's got good speed, and he's got hands. He's a receiver. And the combination of him, Mike Davis, and Tariq Cohen, listen, I got to give credit to my man Ringo J on this one. He he named him already, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's get it. <laughs>
0: All right, and that wraps up our NFC North preview here on uh, on Trash Talk Radio. Pat, before we let you go, man, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody where they can find you.
3: Uh, man, you can find me on Instagram, at PatTheDesigner. Uh, always post it on YouTube at Windy City Breeze. Make sure y'all go subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell so that you can get notified whenever we post. Uh, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, Drew. I always love talking trash to Guru because at the end of the day, <laughs> He's a Redskins fan, and they're never going
1: anywhere. Hey, you know the funny thing is? Guess who plays this year? Guess who comes to D.C. this year? (laughs) The Bears come to D.C. this year.
0: Monday night. Okay. I can only imagine you get a phone call if the Redskins win. win. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we thank you for joining us, Pat. Thank you so much. Pat, the designer from Windy City, the breeze. I
3: appreciate y'all for having me, man.
0: Guru, I could listen to that guy all day. I love him. Pat the Designer. Go check out his show. Best Rhythm in the Game.
1: I'm telling you, anything Chicago sports, this guy is the go-to. Why do you think we have him on TTR, man? We need anything in the North. But, you know, since I got the Vikings winning it, we're looking for somebody in Minnesota next year to lead it off. Nah, and i will mess with back.
0: I'll tell you what, though. I love hearing you two go at it. Uh, that is that is great. We gotta we gotta get that more often. We gotta check in with him as the season goes on. Uh, Pat the designer. Look for him everywhere. Look for him on YouTube. Uh, look for him on Instagram. Uh, just a, a a great best best rhythm in the game out there in Chicago. All right, Guru. We are running out of time here on this incredibly packed episode of uh, Trash Talk Radio. Uh, but I think we got time for a little bit of the uh, the old two minute drill. You want to do some? Of course.
1: Let's get it.
0: Here's how we play the two minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio. This is our opportunity to talk about uh, some of the things that happened in sports that we didn't have a chance to talk about on the show I put two minutes on the clock and I start lobbing questions to the guru. Are you ready? Let's go. Here we go Guru the NFL has announced a partnership with Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records. What do you think of this? Jay-Z getting that check, man. I remember
1: um, Kaepernick taking a knee. Jay-Z said, I ain't doing no halftime show. I ain't messing with the NFL. And then the NFL came with that dollar-dollar bills,
0: y'all. And Jay-Z said, hey, what do I sign? Now, this is a a social justice partnership and also to produce the halftime shows. They're hoping Jay-Z does it. I don't think he does. What do you think he holds out for here?
1: Man, Jay-Z's not doing a high-time show. Jay-Z's picking somebody to do the high-time show, man. Right? You're he's a- not a businessman. He's a business man.
0: Hey, speaking of uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, over on Eagles Twitter, they're freaking out because quarterback, uh, backup quarterback uh, Nate Sudfeld went down. Should the Eagles look at Kaepernick? Man,
1: Kaepernick ain't going nowhere but wherever he's staying at, man. We're never going to see Kaepernick in the NFL. Ever again
0: i fear that may be true uh i don't want the eagles to look at him and the only reason is cuz he doesn't play like wentz uh we need a, i think your backup quarterback should play like your starter and he's got a different style of play i could be perfect as a backup in seattle Keenan
1: is going to be coming in
0: soon <laughs> get out the fuck out of here <laughs> Hey, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, uh, Dak Prescott, especially uh, NFC East uh, quarterbacks, Dak Prescott apparently turned down uh, $30 million uh, a year and is asking for 40
1: Guru. <laughs> Get that check, Dak. You know what? Why you settle for $40? You made it go for 50 man. You know what? You better hold that out. That is crazy, Pat. So you got that 50
0: mil, Dak. Do what you do, Dak. Yeah, Dak, seriously. Hold out all year long. Huh? But, Guru, is he worth 30, even let alone 40? Man, Dak, you you're worth
1: 50 million, dog, but you ain't getting it. <laughs> no, you're not getting it. Not even from Jerry <laughs> you're Jones. You're getting 33 million, Karen that's it a year. That's the max you finna get, You ain't Dak. even getting
0: that, Dag. Not anymore. Go to Mexico. See what you can get down yeah. there. Hey, uh, speaking of going, Genevieve Clowney, Appears to be traded. You talked about this before. How serious is uh, Trent Williams and uh, where would you, where Man, should he
1: go? Houston is a mess. Houston got a problem. And I got something to say, Houston on my Instagram. Houston don't even have a damn GM. It's a freaking mess over there. Clonnie wants out. Who's shot? Clonnie wants out. Come to D.C. Trent Williams, go to Houston, man. Yeah, he wants y'all out. send
0: that check, man. Uh, I just hope both of y'all up. That's perfect. Getting the job done for both of them. And the horn sounded. I got a couple more questions here. Uh, the OSU, Ohio State University, is apparently trying to trademark uh, the word the. So they can put on shirts with the word the. First of all, I would say if I saw somebody with a shirt that said the, I would think they were prepositioning me. <laughs> Hold
1: up, man. Nerd you' too late because I'm the guru, man. is D-A. That's all. You don't go to T-H-E. No, 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 no. Audi beat you up to the punch. is
0: the guru, man. It's dumb, but I would buy a shirt that says the. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I hate OSU, but I would buy a shirt that says the. <laughs> I don't see how you could trademark it. Uh, all right, and uh, and finally, uh, S- Simone Biles this week uh, pulled off a, a triple-double, the first in, in gymnastics. She ran from the ground, did three twists and two somersaults in the air. You had to slow it down to super slow motion to see it. Uh, she is a super human guru is she the the greatest american athlete right now
1: man that is such a pandora's box you just said the greatest american athlete right now She's definitely one of the greatest American athletes we have currently. But as far as the greatest, I don't know about that. Because I don't even see this girl till the Olympics. I don't even see her. There's no season. We don't see any of this stuff, man. I can't do that, man. I can't say she's the greatest because she don't go through the daily duties of competing every single day. And for people to check your film out and see your weakness and then dissect it and try to anticipate it and destroy your weakness. So I will not say she is the greatest <laughs> I, athlete right now. I said she did a triple double. You're like that's nice. What's her forty time? Let's not, <laughs> No man, I'm telling you. you no, know, when I saw that, it remind me of when I saw Tony Hug did something like Triple spin, backflip, some shit, in snowboarding. I'm not snowboarding. Skateboarding. skateboarding, yeah. Yeah, it was some crazy maneuver that they
0: did with their bodies that no other humans could do but them. Superhuman. Yeah. Uh, just incredible. <laughs> Go watch that. I say she is uh, replacing Serena Williams, who I would have held up as the greatest American athlete, uh, but has slipped in, in a couple. All right, Guru, we are way out of time here on Trash Talk Radio this week. That is our show for this week. Our thanks to, uh, to both the Almanac and Pet the Designer from Windy City of the Breeze for joining us on this show. Uh, that's what we got uh, check us out at TrashTalkRadio.com do us a favor when you head over to the YouTube for the World of Sports Network and subscribe uh, to uh, to the World of Sports Network on YouTube head on over to the new website the wozen that's the wozencom and leave us a review anywhere you can find podcasts on Trash Talk Radio Guru is an Instagram, uh, a guru's film room. It's just his thoughts, just his thoughts. And until next time, I'm Lestro.
1: And it's the G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Provide that content.